0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ومن يبغض عن ملة إبراهيم إلا من سفه نفسه ولقد استفيناه في الدنيا وإنه في الآخرة لمن الصالحين إذ قال له ربه أسلم قال أسلمت لرب العالمين Rabbi shahli sadri wa yassil li amri wa ahlu al'uqta min lisani yafqahu qawli. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man we're continuing our discussions on Surah Al-Baqarah. We've reached ayah number 130. This ayah appears right right after the ayah in which Allah mentions his fulfillment of the du'a of Ibrahim alayhi salam, where he sent his final messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Even though Ibrahim alayhi salam was not Explicitly mentioned in the previous ayah, we all know that the dua was made previously already. And or this is, this was actually the du'a. So now Allah says this is the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi. Salam. And in, in and He makes a really emphatic call for us to be committed to that legacy, and He says, well, Who would turn away from the legacy of Ibrahim Alayhisra? Who would incline away from it? The Arabic word rah comes with two prepositions. It can come with rahiba ila or rahiba an. When you're inclined to something, would you really like to do something? Then it comes with ila, the preposition ilah, to be inclined to it. rahiba an, the preposition an implies when you're disgusted by something, you want to get away from something, you're turned away from it. So here the an implies what kind of person would turn away from the millah. millah implies nation but also means legacy. So the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam, illa man safiha nafsahu. Except for the one who's fooling himself. Except for the person who's fooling himself. Now it's interesting, this is the second time foolishness is being mentioned in this surah. And it's gonna come a third time too. The first time we came into contact with this term was when the hypocrites were talking about the believers who have made hijrah from Mecca. And they've left everything behind. And they were called fools. And now the one who doesn't abide by the legacy of Ibrahim Allah is calling him a fool. And interestingly, there is a parallel between these two things because Ibrahim, a.s. if you study his legacy, you find something very interesting and very, very peculiar. Ibrahim a.s. is, you know, they call him the father of the three religions, and that's this kind of interfaith terminology is used. All three religions, you know, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, have high regard for Ibrahim. A.s. But in agnostic circles and in circles that basically make fun of religion, one of the most entertaining points for them is the life of Abraham. Like that's the point of ridicule in their circles. And I'm glad that you don't know much about those circles, but I happen to. And the reason they make fun of them is they say, what kind of God makes a man, you know, try to sacrifice his own kid? And What kind of God makes a man jump into the fire? And Etc, etc, etc. So they look at all the things that Ibrahim salam did, that when we look at them, we say, that's incredible. We take, you know, we, we... uh, our, we admire the commitment of Ibrahim how he submitted before Allah those are the very things the outsider looks at and says what kind of foolishness is this what kind of religion would make a person do that you really want to follow that kind of religion and now Allah is giving us our attitude our, our wire, the wiring of our attitude he says who would turn away from this legacy except an idiot you're calling this stupid no 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 actually who would turn away from this legacy except the one who's fooling himself Truly fooling himself, subhanallah. <laughs> How the, the way we think is, is is you know changed. And you know the other thing, uh, I've had my share of conversations with like agnosts and so-called atheists and things. Positive and negative atheists, they call them. Positive atheists are, um, Agnos, Or agnosts, or are actually actual atheists. Negative atheists are. I'm not sure if I'm atheist either. Maybe there's a god. Maybe there isn't a god. The other word for that is agnost, right? So in my conversation with them, they say about Ibrahim said, they say, well, he was commanded to slaughter his kid. So what, are you guys going to do that too? Because he did it, and you want to be like him. And that's, you know, an average Muslim, if they don't know how they make these kinds of arguments to try to catch you, you might not see what they're trying to do. Look, when, when Allah gives instructions directly to a messenger, whoever he may have been, those are particular instructions for him. And unless that messenger leaves you with instructions to do the same, or in his lifetime he makes sure that you imitated what he was doing, then those instructions don't apply to you. They're for him specifically. They're for him especially. So in the case of our messenger wasallam, there are instructions that are very particular to him. And then in the Qur'an also, there are instructions that are very particular to him. And then there are instructions that apply to everybody else. For example, Qiyamul Layl. The standing in the middle of the night, which is an option for us, was made mandatory upon the Prophet ﷺ. The ayat of Ahkam came on the messenger in Surah Muzammil, Surah Al-Madathir. You find those ayat in which he had to make qiyam. But that, he made it an option upon us. And at the end of the surah, Allah even you know, relaxed the obligation upon us, but not on his messenger ﷺ. So the same thing is the case with Ibrahim ﷺ. He's being tested with something... The rest of us aren't being tested with It's something special that Ibrahim, Ibrahim was given Anyhow and safi and Hafsahu, Except for the one who's fooling himself And we, Allah says himself We had already and for sure it is we who had chosen him We had chosen him And the, the word istifa is also important here Because there are several words in Arabic used for making a choice In the Quran we find Ijtiba', We find ikhtiyar. We find istifā. we find different words for making a choice. The word islifa specifically highlights when a choice is made based on two things. One, purity. One, it's made on, based on purity. In other words, when you, when you have a bunch of options in front of you, and you, you, you choose the purest of those options, the thing that has the purest ingredients, that would be called istifā, because it comes from safu, which in itself means purity. But the other implication of islifa linguistically is also very powerful. And that is when a choice is made that is entirely your own and has no external influences. Meaning it's a choice in which you didn't take suggestions from anyone, you didn't consider anything except the, the only reason you picked it is because it's your choice. I know I've talked about this in other durus when I've given I've given Surah Al-Hajj. But just to make that point clear to you, if you go to the, the store over here, the bookstore, they sell candy too, right? So you see a bunch of candies there and you pick up like a Twix. And your wife says, why didn't you get the M&M? Or the Snickers or the this or the that would You like? Why'd you get Twix? Well, what's your reason? I like it, that's it It's my choice that's it. There's no other factor involved That would be istifa That would be istifa, right? If you get the M&M Because you figure it's the most for my money I can share it Give it to the kids It'll last longer, etc Now there's the istifa involved There's other factors That you, you tried to reason And you made a decision Based on some other qualifications But istifa is a choice purely your own Now the word is important because this surah, and as it's, it's, it's gonna come also uh, the, the Qibla will be changed by Allah Whose decision is that? It's purely His And Bani Israel is listening right now And they believe in the choosing of Ibrahim <laughs> And they acknowledge that that choice was made purely by Allah But they're ha- having a hard time accept that the final messenger was also chosen purely by <laughs> Allah So the word, the, the, the word of pure choice referring to Allah Is highlighting a point about how messengers are chosen you can't come up with a formula and say, ah, that's why he was chosen. No, no, no. It's Allah's purely his choice. The only two things we know is he chooses the purest purest option. And second, purely it's his choice. You can't involve your logic and reasoning into it. You can't apply any of that into it. And this we find in two other places or other places in Qur'an. For example, the Quraysh raised, raised the criticism, how come no celebrity from the town? You know, رَجُلٍ مِنَ الْقَرِيَةَيْنِ عَظِيمٍ how come this Qur'an didn't come on one of the two great celebrities, or celebrities from, a, from two of the great towns? You know, the bigger families and the higher-ups, if it came on them and they became a messenger, well, they're already millionaires, so we're ready to listen to them anyway, it would be easier. Why would we listen to this guy who's an orphan? And he's not really that high up in the ranks, politically speaking and economically speaking. So why should we listen to him? I mean, there were so many better choices available, that criticism they made. Bani Israel made the criticism, well, how come this messenger? What, there was a shortage among us, we're the chosen people. And how come Jibreel? We don't really like him that much. Remember that conversation before? So the word istifa here highlights, going back to the common point. And that's important too, that Ibrahim is the common thread between Bani Israel and Bani Ismail. He's the common link between them. And so when he builds the house of Allah, which is gonna come, when he builds that house, and he was making that dua as he was building the foundations of the house, Bani Israel is being told Well that house is also part of your legacy It's not like you're abandoning your legacy To come to this one Al-Masjid al-Aqsa is part of your legacy Yes, but even before Al-Masjid al-Aqsa This is part of your legacy Because this was built by Ibrahim salam. You know, it's, 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 it, it was the house of worship Established by the one That even goes further back In your own lineage So anyhow وَلَقَدْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And certainly in the afterlife He is among the righteous He will be among the the righteous. May Allah make this from them, make, make us all from them. And here again a clue. You better become of the righteous if you want to consider yourself part of the legacy of Ibrahim a.s. Because they claim that. Both Jews and Christians claimed that they are a part of the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And Allah says, well, you want to be with him in the Akhirah. The only people he'll stand with are the righteous.